Welcome to another episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. Today, we're literally and figuratively diving into the world of cold water plunges. In today's episode, we're exploring the science behind cold plunges and why more and more people are taking the plunge for their health. But before we get going, take a minute to subscribe to the Frontline Health Podcast in order to stay up to date with all the most recent episodes. It seems in recent years that the noise level on cold water plunges has really ramped up. But where did this idea of cold water therapy come from, and does it really benefit your health? Well, you may be interested to know that the historical roots of cold water therapy can be traced back thousands of years, with various civilizations incorporating cold water immersion into their health and wellness practices. Both the Greek and Roman civilizations recognized the therapeutic benefits of cold water immersion. Public bathhouses, such as the famous Roman baths, were not only social hubs, but also places for physical and mental rejuvenation. Cold plunge pools, often situated alongside hot baths and steam rooms, were used to stimulate circulation, refresh the body, and invigorate the mind. In Nordic countries like Finland, Sweden, and Norway, cold water immersion has long been a part of traditional culture, probably because it's so cold. But the practice of aventuinti, or ice swimming, involves taking a dip in icy waters, often through a a hole cut in the frozen surface of a lake or river. This tradition is believed to have originated as a way to strengthen the body's resilience to cold temperatures and improve overall health, with enthusiasts swearing by its invigorating effects. I can only imagine how invigorating jumping into a, uh, an iced-over river or lake could be. In Japan, the tradition of bathing in natural hot springs, known as onsen, is deeply ingrained in the culture. Many onsen facilities offer both hot and cold baths, allowing visitors to alternate between hot and cold immersion experiences. This practice, known as contrast bathing, is believed to enhance circulation, relieve muscle tension, and promote relaxation. In the 19th century, hydrotherapy gained popularity in Europe as a therapeutic treatment for various ailments. Cold water immersion, along with other water-based therapies like hot baths, steam baths, and water jets, were used in sanatoriums and spa resorts to help treat conditions ranging from arthritis and rheumatism to nervous disorders and respiratory ailments. Today, cold water therapy has evolved into various forms, including cryotherapy, which is applying ice after injury, ice baths, and cold showers. We see professional athletes, fitness enthusiasts, and wellness seekers alike incorporate cold water immersion into their routines in order to promote recovery, reduce inflammation, and boost overall well-being. Overall, these these historical roots of cold water therapy reflect a long-standing recognition of the therapeutic benefits of cold water immersion across diverse cultures and time periods. And knowing there's so much history surrounding cold water immersions, you have to ask yourself what those earlier civilizations knew and if what they did was actually beneficial. 
Well, we did a little research to see if there were any studies that showed benefits to taking this cold water plunge, and here's what we were able to find. First, cold water plunges seem to have a positive effect on inflammation, which is why it makes sense to take the plunge after an injury. One study supported this idea by showing whole body immersion in 57 degree water, that's pretty cold, for 10 minutes released epinephrine, norepinephrine, and cortisol, which reduced or slowed the release of inflammatory cytokines. Second, it seems to have a positive effect on muscle recovery and soreness, which is why you see so many athletes taking the plunge after a hard training session or game. Research on the effectiveness of cold water immersion at varying times and temperatures found immersion times of around 11 to 15 minutes at 52 to 59 degrees to be the best for reducing muscle soreness and boosting recovery. The results actually indicated that cold water therapy is more effective at producing benefits than just passive recovery. In other words, not doing anything after you exercise. The third benefit is metabolism and fat burning. That's right, it could help you burn fat, but it definitely comes with a price. One study had men immersed up to their necks in cold water at 68 degrees, which doesn't sound all that cold until you try it for one hour. That actually provided a 93% boost in their metabolic rate compared to baseline. They also researched... This with men immersed to the neck at 57 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour and saw an, a metabolic increase of 350%. Now that is a long time to be in some cold water. And while that may not be a safe amount of cold exposure for everyone, there are many who are drawing that conclusion saying that it may show that a colder temperature for less time will still raise your metabolic rate. And perhaps the most intriguing evidence for how long to cold plunge to burn fat can be found in how it improves insulin sensitivity. One particular study with diabetics found that cold exposure for 10 days at 57 to 59 degrees Fahrenheit, unfortunately there wasn't any daily length of time mentioned, boosted insulin sensitivity by 43%. So it's shown to have fat burning effects and help those with diabetes. The fourth benefit is to help reduce stress and anxiety, which seems kind of counterintuitive because there's so much stress leading up to taking, taking that plunge. But there was a key study that showed repeated short immersions in cold water, five minutes at 54 degrees Fahrenheit, significantly reduced the adrenaline-driven sympathetic response to stress and increased the parasympathetic activity, which helps calm the body. This, ad this adaptation to cold water stress leads to a reduced reaction to other unrelated stresses and quick calming effects, something known as cross-adaptation. Basically, by stressing yourself out with the plunge, you're able to overcome other stressors much more easily. Fifth, there seems to be some benefit to your mood and depression. Some research hypothesized that adapted cold water therapy at just 68 degrees Fahrenheit for two to three minutes after a five-minute adaptation to reduce shock for a total of seven to eight minutes in immersion once or twice daily for weeks or several months 
could be a safe treatment for depression. And this is based on other proven benefits like the analgesic or pain-relieving effects and endorphins that get released, especially when you do this following exercise. Another study that cold water immersion can actually showed that cold water immersion can actually increase dopamine levels, which helps support this hypothesis of decreasing depression and increasing your mood. The sixth benefit of cold water plunge therapy is to your sleep. A study on sleep and recovery in athletes had 12 trained male endurance runners do cold water immersion at 55 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes. The study suggests that whole body cold water immersion can enhance the quality of early night sleep and reduce physical restlessness, which could aid the recovery process after exercise. And our final benefit is for your feet. If you're just using an ice bath for your feet, the optimal duration typically ranges from 10 to 20 minutes, depending on which study you look at. And it seems to be enough time to really help with inflammation, swelling, pain, and itchiness that uh, goes around your feet. One study in individuals with gout arthritis had patients soak their feet for, at 68 degrees Fahrenheit for 20 minutes a day for one month. And the main result from that was pain alleviation and increased mobility, likely as a result of reduced inflammation. Overall, cold water immersion seems to have numerous health benefits, including recovery, enhanced mood, increased resilience to stress, and potential metabolic and immune system benefits. However, before you go running and jumping into a frozen lake because of all these newfound benefits from the cold water plunge, you should know it may not be for everybody, especially if you have certain medical conditions or sensitivities to cold. It's always best to consult with a healthcare professional before you incorporate cold water therapy into your wellness routine. Additionally, it may be good to take proper precautions um, to ensure that you're doing it as safely as possible. So gradually acclimate yourself to those cold temperatures and limit exposure time, especially as you're beginning the process of cold water plunging. Here are a few steps to help you get into a cold water plunge safely and effectively. First, before entering the cold water, it's essential to prepare your body, and I probably don't have to say this, your mind as well for jumping in. So start by hydrating well and doing some light physical activity to kind of warm up your muscles and get your body warmed up and increase your circulation. Additionally, mentally prepare yourself for the cold immersion by reminding yourself of the potential benefits that you're going to be getting from taking this plunge because that's really the only way you're going to be able to get into that cold water. Once you've prepared yourself mentally, begin exposing your body to cold water gradually. It's in, that can involve starting with short, shorter exposures to cold water, like splashing cold water on your face or your arms. Then immerse, immersing your extremities, like your hands and feet, then move to your legs and finally your torso, and gradually increase the duration and the intensity of the exposure over time as your body becomes more accustomed to the cold. And as you're entering the cold water, focus on staying relaxed and maintaining a steady breathing rhythm. 
which I get is much easier said than done when you hit that cold water. Our natural response is to suck up and just <gasps> and lose and hold our breath. But we really want to work to avoid that natural tendency of tensing up or resisting the cold because it, it can it can actually increase discomfort and make it harder to adapt to the temperature. So how do you help yourself avoid having that quick breathing in or sucking up of uh, the air around you? You got to really practice some deep breathing exercises to help relax your body and regulate that response that you normally would have to the cold. So take slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth and really focus on calming your mind and slowing down your heart rate. Remember, that throughout the cold water immersion, you really need to be staying mindful of what your body is telling you and where your comfort level is. If you start to feel too cold or uncomfortable, and I recognize that it's going to be uncomfortable from the start, but if it gets to the point of pain or dizziness, Really listen to your body and exit the water gradually. It's important to prioritize your safety and avoid pushing yourself beyond your limits. Finally, after you exit the cold water, take some time to warm up gradually and allow your body to recover. Dry off with a towel, put on warm clothes, and engage in some kind of light physical activity to help promote circulation and warmth. If you follow these steps and gradually acclimate your body to the cold water, you can safely and effectively experience those benefits that we talked about of cold water immersion while minimizing that discomfort and shock that goes along with it. Remember to listen to your body and adjust your approach based on your individual comfort level and your tolerance to cold temperatures. As we wrap up today's episode of Frontline Health by Centurion Labs, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and have learned just a little more on how the cold water plunge may be a tool you can use to help further you in taking ownership of your health. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Frontline Health. And if you'd like to learn more about other health-related topics, you can go to centurionlabs.com or subscribe to the Frontline Health Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, go out today and take ownership of your health because no one cares more about your health than you. Until next time, take care and stay healthy.